Okay, let's talk about day 29. And um, as I was saying, day 28, uh, Morrow Bay, the, um, the weather was absolutely glorious and it was uh, beautiful sunshine and um, good warmth to the day when I packed up everything and headed out of Morrow Bay. It was super foggy and um, they have what they call a marine layer. And I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before, but it is this um, uh, layer of fog that is a result of the, the cold air above the cold ocean moving onto the land and causing a, um, a dreary outlook to the day. However, um, so I left Morrow Bay and it was uh, quite foggy. And um, it was a it was a pretty good uh, ride that day. There wasn't too much elevation. Uh, no sooner I've left the bay and I took an inland route uh, to that just covered through some pastoral land. There was a couple of climbs in there that um, got the heart pumping and um, got the sweat dripping. But um, the first real stop was a site called Pismo Beach. And as I was entering Pismo Beach, um, the the marine layer had sort of moved on for the, as the um, uh, offshore breeze and um, day warmed up. That sort of cleared up this marine layer and cleared up the fog. Pismo Beach is is gorgeous. It's a um, pretty renowned, uh, nice beach, and they've got they make the most of the the beach with um, some good boardwalks and then the the culture and the infrastructure is all about enjoying the uh, seaside and the beach. But um, yeah, Pismo Beach was good, um, sort of rolled through that quite slowly and those that are following on Instagram, you'll see a bit of a reel that I've put up there on Pismo Beach. Um, I did stop and have a, a coffee at Pismo Beach as in, as in just uh, got my jet boiler out and uh, made myself a coffee and um, some of the the um, treats that I've um, packed with me as I'm going through. So I might have described before that uh, there's a um, a pack of six bagels that you can usually get for a, a dollar seventy nine or two ninety nine in that sort of price range, and um, they're obviously got a little bit of preservatives in them because they they um, they they tend to last. You know, not hot days, so the the penny uh, maintains a relatively lowish sort of temperature, but um, there's definitely preservatives in there because they, they do last in the packet and in the penny for a number of days. So quite often the mid-morning meal will be a, um, uh, a bagel from this bag of bagels. However, of late, I've also come across these Hispanic uh, pastries called uh, conchas, and they're... Um, they're like a heavy sponge as far as the consistency of the, the sort of cake. And, and they, they're a bun. Um, and they're, they've got a crispy shell bottom and, and over the top of the bun. And they're, um, you know, probably uh, as big as your uh, hand outstretched, you know, sort of male hand or a bit smaller than a male's hand um, outstretched. And... Um, They'll tend to have a, um, a, a matrix of icing on top that is either um, vanilla or chocolate is what I've seen. 
and they, they tend to be quite inexpensive. If you go to a Mexican or a Hispanic bakery, you can get them for a really inexpensive price, like um, uh, 40 cents or, or, you know, at worst, 80 cents for a concha. So uh, when I do pass Hispanic uh, bakeries, I'll, I'll tend to grab a couple of those and they'll do as a mid-morning snack with a coffee. Um, and while I'm talking about meals, I'll sort of um, explain what I've been doing. I might have said previously that I do a, at least a store-bought meal during the day. I talked the other episode about uh, um, gravy and biscuits. Their gravy is a not an Australian brown sort of gravy. It, it is a savoury gravy, but it's it's a white gravy, and um, they they have uh, s- chunks of spiced sausage through the actual gravy. And then the biscuits are uh, like a heavy scone or scone, and um, they'll either serve the biscuits and gravy as a, a small meal, and it might be one biscuit and gravy, or it's a medium size of two biscuits and gravy, or you can have three biscuits and gravy. So the other morning there I talked about at Morrow Bay, I did a, a sitting at um, sort of brunch where I, I put away two biscuits and gravy, and then I uh, got the attention of the wait staff and then ordered a short stack of pancakes and, and uh, maple syrup. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a calorific meal when you have biscuits and gravy, and it does give you some high GI and low GI, and, and um, I'm not sure what it does to your uh, arteries and veins, uh, but, you know, in, when I'm exuding um, or you know, doing so much exercise during the day, I, I think I'm using some of those fat reserves and going through ketosis and definitely losing a bit of weight as I, I go down the coast. Anywho, um, so store-bought meal during the day, uh, it could be brunch or it could be a lunch, um, go for whatever the specialty is of the town, whether it's uh, Mexican food or, um, you know, if it's coastal, it's going to be something uh, fish-based. Um, I spoke about up in, in Oregon, I had that um, steak sandwich with a, a beef broth. So, you know, go for something a little bit localised and, and different. Um I tend to, um, and I'm not sure whether I've covered this, but I'll, I'll cover it ever so briefly. Um, I'll grab a, a tin of chicken chunks and I'll grab a bag of pasta shells and a jar of pasta sauce. And I'll do, tend to do a lunch of pasta sauce and half the shells or, you know, half the pasta sauce, and half the shells. So it's just carbs and, and a bit of liquid to put a bit of taste to the carbs. Then of an evening, I'll finish off the shells and the pasta sauce and then throw in the, the tin of um, chicken chunks, which is, I think it's like a, a 220 gram. So there's, there's a fair bit of protein that goes into the evening meal. Um, my alternate meal after that is I'll have ramen noodles with um, a tin of tuna. Uh, when I, a number of the stores that I go to have a, a deal of three um packets of ramen noodles for um, a dollar and in that those instances I'll tend to do a, a mid-afternoon um, noodles with with um, you know the broth of whatever it is it, it I tend to then do a, a shrimp or vegetable um, flavoring with the the ramen noodles I don't use all the sashul but um, or flavoring but it, it does end up um, being a bit of a salty broth with the 
um, noodles if it's a mid-afternoon. Of an evening, it's the two satchels of um, noodles and with the, the, um, the smaller tin of um, tuna, which I think the smaller tin might be 90 grams or 100 grams or something like that. So again, it's, it's all about carbs and protein. And they're the two alternate meals. I'm really relying on the store-bought meals to provide the greens and the um, uh, fruit and veg. Sorry, the, the veg. Uh, I do tend to eat up to two or three bananas a day and then a couple of apples. Sometimes I'll do a, a pear and sometimes, um, you know, as I've travelled along, I've come across orange trees and I've grabbed myself a couple of oranges and, and supplemented my fruit intake with, um, you know, um, freshly picked oranges. Uh, I've also bought mandarins and, and tangelos uh, from fruit stores as I've gone down. So they're the sort of things that I'm actually um, eating. Um, okay, we're talking about day 29. Pismo Bay was beautiful. Uh, had a, a concha and a coffee on the, the um, bay on the boardwalk itself. Uh, my plan that night was to head to something I could see on the map was Vanderberg SFB. Wasn't sure what SFB was, but Vanderberg, it looked like it. Had a bit of a, a, a village to it, a, a bit of a size to it. Um, however, when I was later in the afternoon and I was getting into Vanderburg, I saw the signs and the SFB stood for Space Force Base. So there wasn't going to be any opportunity for sneaky camping around a Space Force Base. So I didn't even push my luck. I, once I realised what the SFB stood for, uh, just um, rode on by. Next major, and um, as I was uh, going past this Vandenberg, uh, for the very first time I saw um, a mountain lion that was actually roadkill, but um, it was a, a good size and it was obviously a mountain lion or a cougar, or, you know, probably a mountain lion. Uh, so that was that was something new to see. Uh, but, yep, as I said, was going past the Space Force base and not looking to loiter or hang around or, or pitch a tent or anything like that. Next town was um, a place called Lompoc. And when I got in of an evening, it just didn't have a good feel. It was cool. There was blustery wind and it just wasn't great. So uh, I, I found a, um, a car wash place and I, I hit up the young attendant to see if he'd... Um, fill up a couple of water bottles for me and he gratefully did that or you know, graciously did that for me and I was grateful of it and then I um, thought I would just go out of Lompoc and find a place to uh, camp and um, that would be done with it. Uh, it was later in the evening, the light was fading quite quickly and I was sort of on this highway that turned into a, a bit of a, a hilly highway so when you're on the flat, there tends to be a lot of opportunities for sneaky camping. But once it gets hilly um, and you're looking for a flat spot to pitch a tent, different if you're um, doing a bit of hammock camping, but I was pitching a tent. So when you're pitching a tent, you're looking for those flat spots and you're looking for something out of the way and a flat spot. So it's, they're the sort of requirements. And when it's hilly, there's not so many of the flat spots. And that's what I found as I was leaving Lompoc. Um, and I sort of, nah, that spot's not good enough. Oh, that spot's not good enough. And, and the light was quickly fading. And truth be known, got to a, a place where I thought, you know, it's not a great spot, but there's a flat spot. And what made it not a great spot was it was probably only about, my tent was probably only about 
three and a half meters, four meters from the uh, edge of the, the freeway. Um, the, it was probably two meters below the edge of the freeway. So some of the noise was definitely going over my head, but I still was um, picking up a fair bit of road noise. But um, yeah, light was pretty faded and I wasn't keen to um, keep traveling on a, a hilly, windy section of the road and uh, risk getting um, hit by an, uh, a car coming up behind me and not realizing I was there around a curve. So got down there and um, obviously wasn't any critter boxes. So I put my bag of um, my pennier full of uh, food that I had and put that at the um, at my feet or at the my feet end of the tent. And then um, promptly went to sleep. And um, at one stage, um, I felt something on my feet and I was in my, uh, I was dreaming, but I thought I was awake and I thought what it was, was an, a, um, a larger animal that was trying to get to the food and the weight of the animal was actually across my feet and I was freaking out and I thought all I have to do is wake up fully and then just make a noise and kick with my feet and uh, I just, but I couldn't wake. And then, oh, you know, fully aroused myself. And I finally did. And then I realized I was actually dreaming it was a critter with its weight on my feet. What had actually happened was while I was sleeping and my feet were moving around, I had hit the, uh, knocked the pannier that was at the, the end of my um, tent. And the pannier had fallen across my feet. And I'd sort of in my dream, uh, mixed that um, weight on my feet with a, a critter being on my feet anyways. Uh, um, I survived that night. So um, day 29 uh, wasn't a great campsite. It was a longer day, a um, bit of elevation during the day. And um, of a, that morning of the, the 30th, um, it was then clambering up to the edge of the road and um, setting on my way but what i'll do is it's 14 minutes i'll, I'll uh, stop day 29 and uh, create a new episode out of day 30 till then